Now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir? I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Keith and our special guest from AOPA, Tom Haynes, is going to hang with us today as we navigate the latest aviation news and information. A lot of stuff going on uh, for this Labor Day uh, week, weekend, whatever you want to call it, extended uh, party time, right? Uh, as you stay locked in your house. And not anywhere, but who knows, maybe you can hop in an airplane and, and fly around. I'm going to be doing that this week and I'll report back on how my commercial flight experience, uh, happened next week or shortly thereafter and, uh, share the, uh, the, the experience, uh, the way, which I'm sure is going to once again, reinforce why I should always fly private. I mean, I, I already know what's going to happen in advance. It's, that's just the truth of the matter, right? Tom, you're with me on this, right? <laughs> yes, you should. And man, a lot of a lot of people are doing that these days. Charter business is is a really good place to be. So, uh, you know, uh, Keith, uh, maybe maybe a sideline for you guys is uh, taking those one seventy five or one seventy two is putting them on a part one thirty five certificate, huh? Yeah, there you I'm go. already working on that. All right, <laughs> good <Okay>. for you. <laughs> now, I will tell you, I, I will be, uh, uh, you know, I got a window seat saved, and I am going to be uh, keeping my eyes peeled for men in jetpacks because. Mm-hmm. You know, they, we had this crazy story uh, of an American Airlines pilot and then some of the other commercial airliners flying into, uh, what, I guess it was LAX, right? Yeah, yeah it and, was. And they uh, reported seeing a guy in a jetpack. That's our American 1997. We just passed a guy in a jetpack. American 1997, okay. Thank you. Were they off to your left side or right side? Off the left side, uh, maybe uh, 300 uh 300 yards or so, our altitude. Wow. Now, uh, can you imagine what the guy in the tower was thinking when he gets this report from, uh, report from the from the pilot? Did he think like, well, oh. The tone of his voice didn't change. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm surprised they got through the, uh, you know, through the announcements without busting out laughing, <laughs> you know, because, I mean, it's crazy. It's a, That's like one step away from seeing a UFO, isn't it? Uh, you would think, Tom, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I got to tell you, I've been flying for 40-some years. I don't know about you, Keith, but uh, I've never heard uh, that on the jetpack. I've heard rockets, you know, beware. We're, we're about to fly, uh, launch a bunch of rockets right in your neighborhood. Um, and parachutes we hear about all the time, but uh, have not heard about Rocket Man. That's pretty cool. Yeah, the Rocketeer uh, in real life. Uh, I've only heard about it in a song. In a song. Oh, yeah, <laughs> right. Rocket Man. Yeah. Don't yeah. uh, John, uh, right. Right. So, you know, but the thing is, is I, I honestly thought this was a big hose. I was like, this is, you know, Snope said it's going to be. Uh, but but then again, they had like, uh, I don't know, two or three pilots confirm mm-hmm. that there was a guy in a jetpack at 3,000 feet, too, which, right. uh, you know, that's kind of insane. So uh, I, I didn't even, I, I, I do know that the technology exists to do this jetpack stuff. I've actually seen this firsthand, but I haven't heard of them doing it at 3000 feet. Have you Tom? No, not that I've seen them flying at low altitudes over right. water typically, uh, but I've not seen them. 
heard about them being being that high. And of course, that would be right in the heart of the Class Bravo airspace for LAX, which means the guy would have to be a traffic transponder and be in, in communication with air traffic control and all that to, if he had any hope of being legal. Uh, so anyhow, that, uh, yeah, I, I think if they find out who this guy is, he, he has some splaining to do. I would think he has uh, definitely something to do. Dorosi! <laughs> okay. Uh, he, he could be doing something. Uh, you know, or he was doing some kind of stunt for YouTube. But yeah. as far as I know, it hadn't shown up on YouTube yet. Yeah. Uh, or just so. to get us to talk about it. Right. They're building up suspense, maybe. Or, you know, yeah. I did think, I was like, I wonder if there's any chance it could have been a uh, drone that just looked like a guy in a jetpack. You think that's possible? Or is that just me being a conspiracy uh, theorist? Well, I've heard some speculation that it that it was some uh, a mannequin, not a real right. person, but it was a mannequin. So I suppose that could be possible, but that doesn't make it any more legal. No, it was definitely not legal any way you look at it. It was just uh, mildly amusing, <laughs> you know, when you hear the story. <laughs> and in jetpack yeah. over airport at LAX, you know, so yep. at least I got something to look for to, uh, you know, for my window seat when I'm flying mm-hmm. this week. Yeah. You know, I'll be on the uh, lookout for guys in jetpacks, we'll have to see. But, you know, we thought birds were an issue for pilots. And I'm sure that American Airlines pilot, when he see that, you had to, you, know, you would think, like, wouldn't it be great if you had the video of the double take of him just <laughs> going, whoa, wait a minute, what am I seeing things, you know? Yeah, what did the cockpit voice recorder record between <laughs> exactly. him and the co-pilot? It's like, what? Like, dude, you're not going to believe this. Look over there. You know, that kind yeah. of thing. You know that right. happened. So uh, anyway, it, it's uh, interesting. Uh, we'll have to see. And and they did say on the uh, on the audio on the audio uh, is like only in L.A. <laughs> yeah. Well, not exactly because you know there's a lot of weird ascensions going on this week. You heard about the guy in Page, Arizona, that on Wednesday morning, magician David Blaine launched uh, something he calls ascension under a bundle of balloons and climbed to twenty five thousand feet and then bailed out in a parachute. What? That no, happened, happened this week too? Yes, yes it did. You, you think these uh I, I wonder if these two things might be connected, you think? <laughs> well, this guy had uh, at least told everybody about it and had been planning to do it actually in California and then he decided the winds were better in Arizona, so he moved to Arizona and um and and launched uh, he was going to do it I think earlier in the week and then decided to went ahead and did it on Wednesday. Interesting. All right. So, but it wasn't David Blaine, or it was David Blaine. It was David Blaine. Yeah, it was uh, the magician. Sure. Right. Right. So he did this stunt, and he uh, ascended with a bunch of balloons, and then he parachuted back to Earth. That's what it. Yeah. Uh, and he did this what for some kind of TV special that'll show up soon or something. Very good. Exactly. Uh-huh. It's, uh, for for an ABC special. So right. And 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 for his daughter, he said. Of course. Yeah, see, see daddy's parachute not open and splat on the ground. Well, but, you know, what does that say about David Blaine getting upstaged by a guy in a jetpack in L.A.? <laughs> I mean, he's probably, like, kicking himself, like, oh, what did I think of that? What a, what a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that, that would be pretty wild to see, too, if you're flying your aircraft and all of a sudden see a bunch of balloons and a guy uh, do that. You know, I mean, there's some weird stuff happening in this guy's, not to mention, like I said, you know, the UFOs. I mean, we're seeing an uptick in, well, the Air Force, uh, you know, talking about pilots seeing air, you know, UFOs. So who knows? Right. There could be some invasion going on. Do you get calls at AOPA about this kind of stuff? Or is this a little bit too far out there 
for the well, general well, aviation I'm, public. Well, it's a, it's a little far out there, but no, we get calls occasionally from people asking questions about, you know, what's, what's legal to, you know, fly, if you will. Yeah. Uh, also lots of questions about what's legal to throw out of an airplane mm-hmm. or any other type of aircraft. Right. So, you know, there was the, the lawn chair guy. Remember that was over LA right? too. Yeah, That's going yeah. back in the seventies or eighties or something where he ascended underneath a bunch of, uh, of, uh, uh, helium or some kind of hydrogen balloons or something, and he and he you had a BB gun and was shooting them, shooting them out as he ascended to help control his ascent. Right, it was, it was very high tech. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, people come up with some crazy ideas for sure, and uh, you know sometimes they you know uh, get, come away with a great story and maybe uh, a prison you know uh, visit. I don't know. But yeah. uh, but the, this kind of stuff. Maybe that's why the guy in the jetpack is staying silent. He knows he was not uh, flying his aircraft where he was supposed to be. I mean, what what are the legal ramifications of something like that? Anyway, obviously he can't. You can't fly anything like that near an airport. So that was the first big red flag. But if you were out in the middle of nowhere, I mean, like in Arizona where David Blaine was <laughs> being lifted by a a bunch of balloons. I mean, uh, I mean, what is what is the rule exactly? Do we is there one, or is this like no, uncharted that, territory? In in that case, uh, he would be fine as long as he wasn't in, in any other, any kind of air, military airspace or anything like that that he didn't have a right or present mission to be in. Right, but otherwise, no. I mean, you can anything that you're willing to strap your body to, you can do uh, up to a certain altitude. Then there, you know, if you go high enough, then you start getting to. Airspace where it would matter, but yeah, uh, what's called Class G airspace, uh, you're pretty much free to do whatever you want. Well, this guy was seen at three thousand feet uh, near LAX. So yeah, what what is the uh, base um, altitude that you can't go over with a drone? What is it again, Keith? No, f- or Tom? Both? What is it? Four hundred feet. Four hundred um, feet. And and but even then, and you you have to permission in certain places near airports to to even do that. Right. So he was breaking all kinds of laws, whatever uh, he was. Maybe he got up there and like, oh, my gosh, I got higher than I expected. And then maybe he decided, I better keep my mouth shut. Uh, you know, th- this was really cool. It was awesome. Uh, but I don't want to end up in the pokey. So where did this guy land? Well, he may not have, for all we know. Maybe that's another reason why we haven't heard anything about <laughs> this point. guy. He just yeah, kept he going really up. T- yeah, he wasn't taken out by an airplane. Yeah, he's well, the, loading toward that. Catalina. Okay, that that actually would explain a lot. All right, we got more coming up on Just Plane Radio. Stay close. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. 
Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Everybody on every plane should just constantly be going, oh my god! Wow! Yes! You're sitting in a chair in the sky. Yes! This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Keith. And from AOPA, we have Tom Haynes helping us out today as well as we navigate the latest aviation news and information. Now, it is Labor Day weekend, and there's some events going on that uh, have been scaled back or adjusted accordingly because of the whole COVID craziness. Uh, One happens to be in the islands in Hawaii. They got some warbirds uh, flying around that are what they're commemorating the 75th anniversary of what exactly, Tom? What is it? Uh, VJ Day, the end of the end of the war with Japan. Right. So I would imagine that would be an impressive sight because they got some pretty cool warbirds war flying around the islands, uh, I guess, throughout the weekend or through Labor Day or something. And um, if you're aware of it, you're going to be uh, thoroughly impressed. If you're not. You might be uh, terrified. I don't know. <laughs> what, what would, would the uh, response be to something like that, if you think? Like, oh, my gosh, I've, I've went through a wormhole. I'm in the past. I don't know what I'd think if I wasn't expecting it. Well, yeah, do, do, do you get any of those kind of calls at AOPA, too? Like, <laughs> hey. I, uh, well, not so not so far. But, you know, warbirds are actually pretty, particularly big warbirds are pretty rare in Hawaii just because yeah. – they don't seem to have any leftover. There's some of the smaller trainer kind of airplanes or some, but in the case of uh, this, you know, the B-25, for example, which is a twin engine bomber, they actually had to take one from Florida, fly it to San Diego, put it on a, a, a on a 
small aircraft carrier, the USS Essex, and float the thing over to Hawaii so that they would have something that was kind of big and representative of the war. Of course, the B-25 is what uh, Doolittle used on the aircraft carrier to attack Tokyo. And so that has a, a lot of, uh, uh, you know, a lot of people in Hawaii can relate to that. Mm-hmm. And so, but anyhow, that's, that's how unusual it is to see a big warbird in Hawaii. So you're right. People may be out uh, uh, this weekend. The, the actual events occurred actually on Wednesday, September 2nd was the actual anniversary, but the warbirds are still over there. And so you're right. Over the weekend, there's going to be out doing a lot of flying and that sort of thing. So people will be looking up and saying, whoa, I've never seen one of those before. And it's because they don't have many of them over there. Right. They're going to be calling the police and saying, hey, I remember those airplanes that were lost in the Bermuda Triangle? I think they may have returned. You know, <laughs> something like, I don't know. I'm just, I mean, this whole uh, thing with this guy flying a jetpack has me riled. I don't know what to think, but, uh, you know, it is cool. It is pretty, uh, pretty impressive thing to see. So you got that happening this weekend. Now you guys are sponsoring an event that's, uh, part of the mainland. You're flying around what from headquarters at AOPA and, and where with some, uh, classic planes. What are you guys doing? Yeah. Well, this weekend or actually, um, um, the next week, uh, Tuesday, I think it is, is the is the actual anniversary, hundredth anniversary of the start of transcontinental airmail back in nineteen twenty. Yeah, nineteen twenty. Hmm. And so there's a group. Uh, we're just uh, one of the airplanes participating, but there's a group that has organized a flyout across the country from Farmingdale, New York, uh, to the San Francisco area along a similar route to what the original airmail pilots flew. And AOPA is participating with one of our airplanes on the route from Farmingdale to the first stop on the route was Belfont, Pennsylvania. And so they'll be stopping there and they're actually carrying with them a bag of postcards that uh, have commemorative postcards that people have signed. And they're going to hand that off to the next pilot in Belfont and they're going to fly it to the next stop along the route and hand that off. And it'll eventually find its way to San Francisco where the Postal Service will receive it. And they've got a special commemorative uh, postmark they're going to put on it, and then mail those postcards out to the to the people who have signed them and put their addresses on. Them. So it's it's kind of a kind of a neat way to remember the hundredth anniversary of airmail, which was you know a really big deal. It reduced the time to get mail across the country by some twenty two hours, I think it was, compared to the train, hmm. uh, um, uh, which was the way to do it before that. And then, of course, prior to that, we had the Pony Express. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, there you go. Well, you know, we got an election coming up. They might have to incorporate this new service <laughs> right. to make sure everybody's happy with their ballots being delivered. Yeah, if that's right. Mail-in, uh, right? <laughs> we can all we can all deliver them in uh, 1920s airplanes. Yeah, we got a plan. We're gonna go uh, old school. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah. So, are the pilots gonna uh, have stogies? And is that the way they're going to uh, check they should. their time? I, is that what? Is it, it's a two stogie flight. Is that what right. you're referring that's right. Keith? Yeah. Yeah, they're all going to wear white white scarves, right? Yeah, well, well they that should. was one of the ways. That was one of the ways before they had all the navigation. That was one of the ways when they knew they would puff on a cigar, and when they get to a certain point in the cigar, that's when they knew just to descend. Really, that's they that's how they did it. Back. Man, they need to bring that back. I love that idea. That's pretty cool. So that's just how they do it. When the cigar was down to the nub, all right, I think we're there, guys. Let's go. <laughs> And uh, that worked for him for a while, I guess. Is that what you're saying, Keith? You well, and then they took smoking off the airplanes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, it doesn't really work as well now, I guess. Uh, but uh, we all ended, all ended up landing short at that point, I guess. Yeah. Now, yes. if you want to follow the track of these uh, of these flights, you, you can what go to AOPA org dot uh, org. You got something up there on the website about this stuff? Uh, yeah, Tom? we've got a we got a story on the website, but uh, there's something called the Airmail 100 Centennial Flight Project. Okay. So if you Google uh, Airmail 100th Anniversary or something like that, you'll come up with a website. And uh, they've, they've got a bunch of information about the legs and where, where these uh, guys are going to be. There's going to be a little ceremony at each of the uh, stops along the way uh, as they hand the bag off. And uh, so it's kind of nice. Is it, uh, how many aircraft are we talking? That, that, do you know? I mean. Um, uh, it's, uh, it's about, uh, boy, I forget the number of airplanes or number of stops. I think it's 13 or 14 stops across the country. Yeah. F- 15, 15 stops they're going to make. Okay. Um, and so every leg is being flown by a different airplane. Okay. So there's, but, uh, in some cases, there's more than one airplane uh, going along on particular legs. But, are we talking uh, like uh, open cockpit type biplane type things or what are we looking at? Well, m- most of them are in modern airplanes. Like we're we're sending a, uh, AOPA's Bonanza uh, on oh, our, okay. our our leg. We've got the sort of honorary first leg from mm. uh, New York to Pennsylvania, but others are being flown by just people in a- really average airplanes because all of them are higher performance than than the airplanes that are, they originally and flew back, back in the day. Night. 1920. Right. Yeah. So we're not going to see any classic aircraft in the sky as part of. Well, this there was there was discussion. Uh, I think they have a couple of airplanes from that era lined up to fly a leg or two in the Midwest, but they're all, of course, very weather dependent. Uh, back in the day, you know, they flew kind of in all sorts of weather, but uh, for everybody's safety in modern times, uh, they're not willing to fly these uh, ancient old airplanes in in bad weather. So if the weather's not good, it'll be just spam can kind of airplanes like we all fly. If they get a, a good couple of good weather days in the Midwest, they may be using some more classic airplanes. Mm, okay. All right. So a little bit of mix, but they want to make sure the uh, mail uh, gets there. <laughs> you bet. All, right. with, all the ba- with all the ballots. Sure. Just like the good old days. You know, we may burn it because we were smoking a stogie and uh, <laughs> dropped some ashes in this bag of letters. But, hey, we'll get them there. Maybe singed around the edges or whatever it is. Just to you know, commemorate a, a, cool, a cool thing, how they did it back in the day. All right, more coming up on Just Plain Radio. Stay close. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I've been up around the stratosphere at 31,000 feet. I'm going to fly on out of here on wings that you can't see. If you're going to fly high without fear, you're going to have to learn to love the atmosphere. And you got to learn to use those wings you can't see. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Keith. And from AOPA, we have Tom Haynes helping us out today. All right. So uh, there's been a couple uh, interesting stories about air taxis. Now, these are these flying quadcopters that they hope to put people in eventually. Fly them around in city centers. Japan has one called the Sky Drive. That I got another press release on uh, this week. And, you know, to me, Tom, you know, help me out here because this is starting to look like the flying car thing. You know, we've been talking about these uh, air taxis for the last, I don't know, a few years now. And I've yet to see one put into action. They keep saying, oh, it's going to start flying in 2020 or 2021. Is that just me? Am I getting just uh, impatient or what? What do you think? Well, you are getting impatient, but yeah. yes, in some cases you have a license to, and this would be one of those. Um, but yeah, we've been hearing about them for a long time. I mean, going back to the uh, 
the one out of uh, Massachusetts, uh, one of the, the Terrafugia right. has been talked about for a long time. I was yeah. up there for the launch of that thing many years ago. Um, and so none of them really come to fruition yet, but you know, it is an emerging technology and the, these things take time. Mm-hmm. And I think we are pretty close. I think this uh, one we just saw in Japan this week is an example of one that's fairly sophisticated, but uh, it is just one person and it, uh, it does demonstrate the concept that this sort of octocopter kind of approach for uh, eight eight little motors right. can can work and can be controlled. So yeah, fully electric, with it. and yeah. uh, you know it could bounce around city centers. I mean, I I, I want to see it, but like I said, it's starting to I'm starting to feel like uh, we're going down this flying car uh, black hole where we were promised these back in the days of the Jetsons, and we still don't have our flying cars. <laughs> So I'm starting to wonder. Who can we speak to? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Come on now. Let's get with it. Uh, So I don't know. Yeah, we will see. But yeah, they're saying as early as uh, for this SkyDrive one, like uh, 2022, uh, that this is a Japan manufacturer. And it looks cool. I mean, I I would like to see it happen. Uh, You know, I mean, I'd like to see maybe a U.S. company to do it first. But hey, maybe that's just me. We got that. We got some cool new aircraft to talk about. Or maybe they're UFOs. Maybe they're a combination of both. We'll talk about it next. Stay close. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Watch the sky. I like the spike with pain and music is my aeroplane. It's my aeroplane. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Keith. And from AOPA, we have Tom Haynes helping us navigate the latest aviation news and information today as well. All right. So uh, there's this new bullet plane. Uh, from Auto Aviation, and it, it's creating quite a stir. It looks kind of weird. It kind of looks like a, I don't know, a, you know, like an airship, like a Zeppelin with mm-hmm. uh, a small c- cigar. wings on it. Yeah, or a cigar, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it looks kind of goofy. Or a bullet. Or a bullet. Yeah. I guess you could make that. Yeah, that would make sense, sir. Or a tampon. Okay. All right. There's <laughs> that. But I think they decided to go with the bullet. Yeah, that's probably the, 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 probably the better choice. Yeah, their marketing team or. They're a crack team of, of folks, evidently. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. To me, it looks kind of silly, but it, they're throwing out some pretty impressive specs on this thing. They're saying that they can take, like, six passengers at jet speeds at, like, what, a sixth of the, of the cost? Is that what they, you, you've read, too, Tom? Yeah, uh, yeah, six times lower than the, what you'd expect an airplane like that to go for they're saying 328 bucks an hour is one number i read which is phenomenal if they could actually do that but it's you know the 4500 nautical mile range and 400 knots 460 miles an hour it's about 400 knots um whew, those are very impressive numbers um and it gets better fuel mileage than my truck uh, yeah 18 wow. to 25 miles per gallon <laughs> yeah and what so, they're saying though is if you took six passengers uh, the cost per passenger would be very comparable than, to like a commercial airline ticket. Uh, yeah, I can see that. 
Uh, you know, but the big caveat is, is it accurate? Is it true? Because you <laughs> What know, are you I, suggesting, Greg, that well, somebody in aviation might be, you know, playing with the with, with reality and the truth? I you know what? Uh rumor innuendo, we we're definitely <laughs> uh, part of the group that'll start some of that stuff. Uh, but in yeah. this case I actually saw some uh, well, I saw the video of the bullet plane. Right. And I, I don't know who posted it, but they, they posted the video of some pictures that they got of this aircraft. And uh, the comments under it were, you know, people were like, oh, that'd be awesome. And then it was like, this is an investment scam, <laughs> you know, and the guys. And then, uh, you know, the, the people that posted after it just said, oh, great. Thanks for your comments. <laughs> I was oh. like, wait a minute. What the hell's going on here? Someone's not buying what they're putting out there, I guess, is my point. Now, I don't know if that is a disgruntled investor or, you know, it's just uh, typical Internet you know, type stuff yeah. that you got to take with the so. It's somebody as a former investor in Eclipse Aviation or one of the other companies that uh, has has taken a lot of money it, out of the system and, and then failed. Right. Yeah. I. You know, I, I mean, everybody would hope that this is true. And yeah. they say they've had like 30 flights of this thing. Mm-hmm. But it finally uh, has been revealed, I guess, to the world of what this aircraft was. Before, if you saw this thing flying through the sky, I do wonder if it uh, triggered any UFO calls as well, because it does look pretty goofy. Would you agree with me on that? I sure would, yeah. yeah. That, uh, it's an unusual-looking aircraft for sure, and so credit credit for them being creative with the aerodynamics. Right. I mean, because it does. It, you know, it's like a giant bullet or uh, you know, in the sky, and you, I don't mm-hmm. think you'd go like, hey, what the hell? You know, that, that, that must be a spaceship. That's not an aircraft. We don't have any of those. <laughs> It's a, it looks like a flying tampon. Come on. Yeah. So with wings. Right. Okay. Oh, ouch. All right. So, uh, you know, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see, uh, if this thing, uh, you know, uh, comes to fruition or not. I hope it does. That'd be great. I'd love yeah. it. I'd love the price to come down and, and, uh, private aviation like that and have that option available to us. I mean, that'd be sweet. And, and, you know, they do claim that, it, you know, if they could put this out there, especially in this time of COVID, you know, who knows how long we're going to have to deal with this nonsense. But if you could just book an aircraft like that for your family of five or six people or whatever and fly for the same price that you would for the same group uh, as you would pay for commercial, I mean, that would be the way to do it. And, and you're, you know, keeping your distance. You're not having to deal with, you know, uh you know, people flying around people you don't know and all that issue is uh, solved. So I don't know. I, I hope they're telling the truth, but I guess you got to take it with a grain of salt as well. So uh, there's that. All right. So some other stuff in the news this week involves the Cirrus Vision Jet. And um, I'm hoping this is going to be my next aircraft. Uh, and now I know. Uh, well, Keith, you haven't, you've seen the vision yet, but you haven't flown in one yet, right? Correct. I have not. Okay. But Tom we have has. them at the airport. Yeah, you do? We have them at the airport, but we, we have, I have not flown one. Okay. Well, so you have them at ORL here in Orlando. Why? Who, yes. who has one? Can you say? Uh, we, we have a number of people that have them there. Really? Ken Griffey Jr. has one of the very first ones. Ah, Actually, that's he's on right. a second, he's on his second one now, but. Uh. He's on his second vision jet already. Is that what you're yes. telling me? Really? I didn't know. They, yes. I didn't even think they'd been out that long. I mean, when did the vision jet come out, Tom? Well, he... Mm, 2016, something like that. It's about okay. a few years. 
All right. Yeah. Ken Griffey Jr. has to have one every year, probably. Right. So that's probably right. right. Yeah. At the ashtrays get full. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I burned a few, burned all the fuel in this tank. Give me a new one. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, but anyway, you know, the Vision Jet keeps making the news. And now uh, they've actually installed the Garmin uh, feature that will land the aircraft for you uh, in an emergency. And what what is it called again, Tom? What is that technology that they've put well, out now? Garmin calls it Autoland. Uh-huh. Uh, all the companies that are putting on their airplanes have different names. I think Garmin calls it HomeSafe, something like that. Right. Um, and uh, it's a big red button. It's interesting how they've they've approached it a little bit differently. I, I did have a chance to fly it and do an Autoland in the Vision Jet last year. Yeah. And while the other manufacturers, TBM and Piper or so Dower, which makes the TBM and Piper, they they put the button on the panel like in front of the co-pilot. Yeah. Cirrus selected to put it on the ceiling kind of just aft of the pilot seat so that the passengers could reach it. Hmm. Uh, in the event that the something happened to the pilot and there were people in the back and they could reach up and punch the button right. as well without having to stretch too far. Um, so that that was a little bit different. And then they also, of course, have tied it into their parachute system because the Vision Jet is the only only jet with a parachute system built in. And so it all coordinates things with the, the parachute system. So it's pretty sophisticated installation in the Vision Jet. Well, how does that uh, work together then? So if you press the button and this Vision Jet, it, it triggers the parachute potentially too, depending on where you are or what? Well, uh, no, it, uh, what it does is does all this analysis of where you are and it decides, you know, what runway it can get to and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But then in the, then in the event that, um, it, it can't get you to a runway because of, let's say of a fuel situation, then, right. um, you know, I've got to go back and, and look at, I don't know whether it actually deploys the parachute, but the parachute is still there for the pilot or a passenger to deploy. Yeah. If, if they if they need to but the auto land itself if the airplane is still functioning properly can get you to typically to a runway and uh, land safely it deploys the gear and flaps and everything else and okay you- say say you just were tired and you just didn't want to have to mess with the landing can you just press the button like hey take care of this for me Bam. Well, well, you can, but it immediately squeals on you to air traffic control by activating the emergency transponder code and starts broadcasting to the world that uh, you're basically in a in a disabled or that there's a disabled pilot on board and yeah. basically get out of my way because I'm headed to such and such a runway. And um, and so somebody's going to notice and you'll have, once again, some splaining to do Got it. Uh, when you get down. But hey, you know, if uh, if it saves your life, I can explain that explains a lot. Right. Well, there you go. Okay. So it's not your uh, uh, cheat sheet, uh, you know, no. that, the special button, like your easy button. That's what I was looking for, <laughs> right. you know, on the aircraft, yeah. you know, but. Uh, Someday, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, it's going to happen. By the time I get my uh, private pilot certificate, I won't need it. <laughs> the plane will be flying for me, uh, is my guess, the way I've been going. But, but you know, hey, uh, it's just another added feature. Uh, that they're making, uh, putting in these new planes that are just it really, it's just uh, to make them just a little bit safer. I mean, you got and that one, it's pretty impressive because you, you do, you have the parachute. Now you have this as well. I mean, how much more safe can you get in one of these aircraft? I would say that's, it's, it's a new bar, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. I mean, we're just a uh, very few steps away from autonomous flight so that you, you like you, Greg, 
mm-hmm. wouldn't have to learn to fly. You could get in the airplane and basically tell it where you want to go using your app probably. Right. And uh, it fires the thing up, takes off, uh, flies you there, does the landing. And uh, I mean, that happens every day with drones. I mean, there are autonomous military drones out there right. flying. They also have ones that are controlled from the ground, but there are some that are out flying. They go out and do a mission and come back all by themselves. So the technology exists. It's just whether or not we trust enough to put humans on board and and we can get uh, the public to accept it. That's that's the real challenge. Yeah. Little did we know when we watched Airplane back in the day and they inflated <laughs> auto that that was you actually, <laughs> you know, a glimpse into the future. Yep. God bless them. All right, more coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plain Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to JustPlaneRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. For nearly 75 years, the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association has been a beacon for those who cherish the freedom to fly. AOPA protects your rights as a pilot by fighting airspace restrictions, fuel taxes, user fees, airport closings, and other issues that threaten your ability to take to the sky. AOPA is on the front lines every day to ensure that general aviation and the interests of its members are promoted and safeguarded. Learn more about how you can become a member at AOPA.org. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons flight training professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. What are you doing in first class? So, the pilot was from Pakistan. I said, hey, I know a guy from Pakistan. I work with him. And then he said, hey, why don't you come to the front and sit in the big chairs? But, 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 but that's me. I'm the guy from Pakistan. I told him that, and then he, and then he put me here. Okay, but I, the guy from Pakistan, right. I'm back in economy. Sir, you're going to need to take your seat. And Captain Bashir wanted you to have these samosas his mother made. Oh, no thank you. At the airport terminal, the planes are landing. And the sky's so high and the ground's so low. And I think I'm dying, but I'm just being... 
This is Just Plane Radio. I am Greg, your co-pilot. I have no idea what the hell that was, but uh, it's just what we do sometimes to entertain ourselves, especially when we're not flying in our own aircraft. Uh, Captain Keith is with us, as well as from AOPA, we have Tom Haynes. And now Captain Jim Folson uh, is with us as well. He's out uh, flying his aircraft around. What is it, a K? What, what, what uh, vans? What? What do you have again, Jim? RV-7. Every and our, time we have this conversation, you have it wrong. Yes, well, that's just it's what RV7. I do. RV-7. And it looks <laughs> awesome. It really is. a. But you're flying this thing to an air show or, or some event this weekend, right? Yeah, it's an Duke Airplane Association uh, gathering in Blakesburg, Iowa. Blakesburg, Iowa. And, and Tom, you were telling me uh, 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 the CEO, the big Gahuna yeah. from AOPA yeah, Jim, is there. Jim, Say say hi to Mark Baker from AOPA and Colin Stagnito. They're both supposed to be out there as well. So uh, catch up with them. There you go. Well, that's that's good. Smokey, be pleased about that. That's right. Smokey that's, knows everybody. That's yeah. Jim's better half. Pretty much. Yeah, she shots. knows everybody. She does indeed. We can be we we can be at Oshkosh and I'll go up and talk to somebody, and they'll look at me with this vague look, like, "Oh yeah, I remember you." And I know they don't. And then she walks, <laughs> "Oh hi, Smokey." Uh huh. Every time. You're saying she gets around. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, well, we'll just leave that one line. All right. So regardless, <laughs> Jim, yeah, I, I know you've been jonesing because usually you do go to Air Venture, you go to Sun and Fun, all these aviation events are out all the time. And, you you, you know, the uh, options have been limited because of COVID. But yeah, is, you know, I think I told you. Yeah. I think I told you once before, you know, I spend one twelfth of my year in the camper at, at, at between Southern Fun and Oshkosh. Right. And uh, it really has been, we've been having to come up with uh, little um, aviation jaunts that uh, frequently involve masks, but uh, but yeah. we've, we've been pretty active this summer. Yeah. Flying, so, out, flying around your new aircraft that you've only had for the last year or so. So you take you're taking advantage of your social distancing, but you'd prefer a much bigger event like you're at this weekend, right? Well, it's not huge like Oshkosh, but yeah. Right. Get to hang with some aviation enthusiasts. So are you just gonna hang out and just uh socialize or are you on a mission? What are you planning to do exactly? No, just uh, look at airplanes, talk to people. Yeah. Socially distant in in fashion. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's not a lot of these events going on, though, uh, Tom, but there are a couple. There's this one in Iowa. Uh, sure. and you were mentioning uh, during the commercial break a couple. Well, uh, there's one in Georgia. Is that right? Yeah. Well, there's actually one next week. Uh, the Arkansas competition is in uh, Arkansas at the Birds Adventure Center. That's that's September 10th to the 13th. And that one, they say they've got all the permissions from the Arkansas health officials so that they're they're going to have it. It's going to move forward. And then, yeah, the really interesting one is the Wings Over North Georgia air show. That's not till October, toward the end of October, the 24th. But that's a, uh, that's a drive-in air show. So credit to them for coming up with a creative way to have a big-time air show with the Thunderbirds and, um, and some other big acts are all going to be down there. And you basically pay a fee. You get two parking spots, one for your car one next to it for tailgating and everybody stays in their own space and you get to watch a cool air show without being, while well, still being socially distanced. I guess that's the way to put it. Hmm. Okay. Well, you got that going for you. Uh, I mean, do you have any plans to do anything after this event you're at in Iowa this weekend, Jim, or what? 
Now we may make a couple more trips and, you know, just up here in the Northeast because we're up here in New York all summer long. Right. So um, we, we've gone down to Maine and had lobster a couple times. And uh, we took a trip over to Penyan, New York, over on Cuca Lake. That's where I spent all my summers when I was growing up. And uh, at the foot of Cuca Lake in Hammondsport um, is the Curtis Museum. Um, and we went down there for a day and had a real nice time. And, uh, so, you know, we, we're just kind of coming up with little things like that to, to run around, but, you know, we didn't get to go to Rhinebeck this year. Um, right. I went for the first time last year and it was, it was awesome. And uh, we couldn't wait to go back this year and they, they, they're not having any shows down there. So it's been kind of everything that I had all planned for the summer, uh, we just haven't been able to do it, so he's kind of been. Uh, well, it sounds like uh, you need an assignment. So, from what you just described, uh, I will take. Uh, how about uh, four four giant Maine lobsters? You pick them up, fly them back here to Orlando, and uh, me, you, Tom, and and Keith can have a nice big lobster feast. Yeah. What do you say? Between the four of us, we better need more than more than four lobsters. Oh, I'm talking about one of them giant ones. You know, those hundred year old <laughs> ones or something. You know, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, just just bring a bunch back, at least for me. Screw those All guys. Right. Just think about me, okay? All right. Did we lose him? Yeah, oh, no you know, problem, we, look, he didn't hang up. Thank God. All right. Well, yeah. Well, you're having a good time. You're doing what a, an aviator enthusiast should do which is fly your aircraft. And if you want to find a gym at the event, if you happen to be listening in and, and you're at this event in Iowa, just look for the red uh, RV-12, RV-7. What is it? Uh, actually, actually, we didn't land it here. Oh, you didn't? We landed over in Tumwa. Oh. We landed over in Tumwa and got a car. All right, just ask around for Smokey then. That's all you got to do. Everybody knows where she is. Everybody knows Smokey. Yeah, Deb. <laughs> God bless her. She's an awesome lady. And Jim's not so bad either. Yes, he is. He has to say that if he wants to stay married. So we'll leave it at that. Till next time, remember there is no better high than learning, than to, fly. learning to fly. Learning to fly. Just Plain Radio is brought to you by JustPlainRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from orbit. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plain Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlainRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plain Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to fly and the aviation lifestyle. Listen up, everybody. Nice news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plane Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlaneRadio.com.